So the milestone is finally here. Humble Talk Podcast Episode 1. Uno. And that's all I know. That's the only languages I know. I'm not going to say anymore. Our guest today is the wonderful Janina Barryman. She's originally from um, Lithuania, but now lives with her husband and their child in wonderful Bonnie, Scotland, specifically Glasgow. And I'm not going to go any deeper than that because I don't want people stalking her. She has an amazing story. I know you guys are going to appreciate and love this. So without further ado, episode one, Humble Talk Podcast. Just a quick note, please take your time to give us a review, um, whether good or bad or what we can improve on, on iTunes, which will be greatly appreciated. And then anything else, you can email us at the Humble Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Or just tweet at us at Humble Talk Pod. You can also go to the Facebook, Humble Talk Podcast. Um, and just leave us a comment, whether good, bad, what you like about the show. And because we're going to be doing this for a long time. So the more we know from you guys, the better. Okay? All right. Episode one. Here we go. Somebody was to. I know. It's like bloody hell. Four times a day, man. Come on. <laughs> so, for example, so, okay. So, imagine you're a famous singer. Oh, yes, that's easy to imagine. Imagine you're a famous singer. Yeah? Beyonce, let's go for Beyonce. No, no, no. You. Oh, okay, I'm not pregnant. Okay, let's no. go for. No, 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 no. Just you. Just you. <laughs> Imagine, oh, rubbish. imagine you're a famous singer. Oh yeah? no! Why is he taking pictures? Okay. <sighs> Just let it go. Okay, well. Imagine you're a famous singer. Yes. Right. And you're going on a, a TV show. Yes. And you have your MC. MC, which means. Their mic controller, the person who's hosting. Yes. Okay. How would you like them to introduce you? This is Janina, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so you want them to say this is Janina? <laughs> I've no idea. Well, this is your podcast. You have to introduce me however you feel. Like. <sighs> okay. So today on the Humble Talk podcast, we have the lovely Janina Barman. Yes, Barman. Yes. Do you want to tell everybody where you're from, or how? <clears throat> basically, do you want to introduce yourself oh, to, okay, to, yes. to the Humble Talk yes. audience? Hi, Humble Duck audience. My name is Janina Bannerman, and I am from Lithuania, and I've been living in UK, Scotland, for last, I think, eight years? No, I'm lying, seven. Seven years, yes. I am mom of one, and I'm a happily married wife. So, yeah. Okay. Define happy. Happy? I think contained 
That would be the best description for happy. Content. Content, sorry, yes. But content is content. It's not happy either. It's really happy. I'm it's only, like I'm only pulling your really leg. Good. I'm only pulling your leg. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's dive, let's dive straight in. So, how was, how was bas- first of all, how was, le- for people that don't know, yes. where, where is Lithuania? Because Lithuania there will be people who don't is know. eastern part of Europe and is right next to Poland, Latvia, and Estonia. It's like little string next to Baltic Sea, I think it's okay. called Baltic countries. And I understand it was part of the USSR back in the day. What? The USSR. Oh, uh, yes. The Soviet Union. Yes, Soviet Union was the part of it. Yeah. Okay. So does that mean lots of people in Lithuania speak Russian? Almost everyone, yes. Oh. Uh, it was more like my generation and my parents' generation. They all speak, and older okay. people, they all speak Russian. I think, um, like, let's say my sister, she had a kid in 2000. Uh-huh. So her daughter, she can speak, but she struggles. Okay. So it phases out. The next next few generations going to take on. And are you, are you afraid Russia might come and annex you guys as well? Oh no, Russia is like Lithuania is so small uh-huh. that if Putin one morning Putin will wake up and he say, "Fuck Lithuania," we'll be gone <laughs> in like half an hour. Honestly. Okay. Okay. So, so I picked up there that you obviously you got a sister because you said your sisters. I do have I do have two sisters and three okay. brothers. Are you where are you in there? family tree i am the last the last yes i have so th- two older sisters uh-huh. and then i have three older brothers and three older three two older sisters and three older brothers yes wow same parents same parents yes wow they got my busy. mom and dad was busy yeah. yeah i don't think they used any protection as the problem no. were they catholic yeah. yes ah yeah, yeah. Means yeah. you know in Catholic. No, no. I think it just in Soviet Union you couldn't really get much of stuff. You couldn't so. get condom. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I've never asked, but I assume it was just no priority for them. So what was it like growing up in uh, Soviet Union? So take take me back. I really um, cannot remember because Lithuania got independence uh, in nine. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So that was the year I was born. What I meant was. Take me back to your childhood in oh, Lithuania. What was it like okay. growing up in Lithuania? Um, your, what was your earliest memory of Lithuania? My earliest memory? In Lithuania. Uh, it will be my dad. Um, my dad... I used to sit on my dad's lap every Friday. I would get a piece of chocolate. Like, okay. or whatever chocolate or like ice cream or something. It would be a sweet that I would get every Friday. Uh-huh. And in order for me to get it, I would need to sit on my dad's lap and say to him a new nice word. So that would be the task for the week. I would need to learn something new to say. And, and, and like a nice descri- descriptive word. So like uh-huh. I, say, I would say to him, you are my sunshine. And the next week I would say, you are my sunshine and you are my love. And then okay. just carry okay. on kind of. So then uh-huh. over the space of a year, I knew quite a lot of really nice words that I okay. can use. And so what, what cho- was you looking f- forward more to the chocolate or was you looking forward more to spending time with your father? I think at that time I was looking more forward to the chocolate because I was a little girl. But uh-huh. looking back now, I don't remember the chocolate. I remember the actual time being with him. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of, I think the time passed and yeah. put my memories in the yeah, right yeah, place. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So how was school? How was school in Lithuania? Right, when I got into nursery school, um, no, okay, I need to start from saying that my family was actually, my parents were struggling uh-huh. financially after 
I think after my sister was born, the third child, mm-hmm. um, I think it was more that the relationship went to fuck between my mom okay. and dad. Okay. And then okay. they start drinking more often. Uh-huh. And by the time I was born, I was the six. That was three. That was six years later. I was born. Uh-huh. And by that point, it was it was parties after parties, and okay. it was a lot of strangers in the house. Uh-huh. And yeah, so when I got to nursery at that point, um, I was a bit bullied in nursery, but I don't remember that. Okay. But what happened is I went to the same high school. So okay. I went to nursery with these kids, and uh-huh. then I went to... Oh, so that school, the school had nursery and then had an also high yeah. school within the same school. Yeah, okay. but I went only to nursery, and then to start my actually, what mm-hmm. is it, primary school. Primary, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I went to different school, uh-huh. and I finished my primary years uh-huh. there, and then I went back to the same... Secondary school. Yes, uh-huh. to finish my high school. So I met the same classmates, uh-huh. and... Was it the same or Well, I didn't changed? realize, none of us realized that I was the same girl from the nursery. Uh-huh. It was only at the end of the year, we were just kind of talking. And one of the girls, she was sick for most of the year. And then uh-huh. one day she came back to school. And as soon as she saw me, she was like, oh my God, this is Janina. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, yeah, it's Janina. And like, no, no, this is Janina from nursery. Do you remember the girl that was very poor and she didn't have anything oh, to eat okay, and she didn't yeah. have any clothes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all started laughing. And I remember I just stood there and I wasn't ready for that because uh, I don't even okay. remember that I was uh-huh, that poor. Uh-huh. And it was really, really hard. And I just remember, because obviously I was a teenager, I didn't know really uh-huh, how to react. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I just ran away and I cried. But then I kind of, I stopped myself and I thought, why the hell am I crying? It's just little kids from yeah, nursery uh-huh, that uh-huh, still uh-huh, have to uh-huh. think about me. So that's when I found out that my nursery probably wasn't that good. Okay. But I don't remember anything about nursery. Okay. Yeah. And any, um, besides that, any other kind of memories in your nursery days or um, in your childhood that stood out? Uh, yes. I remember actually this was, I think probably like the last month of nursery before mm-hmm. I went to mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. there was this dance that we mm-hmm. had to do it was kind of get all parents together I think at six o'clock at night or something and we all had our traditional dance to do in front uh-huh. of parents what is it called it was some sort of like I don't know like kids dance how'd you, how'd you say in Lithuanian to be honest I don't know it's just dancing okay. just kind of like you know how'd you, you say together. dancing in Lithuanian oh uh, shoki shoki okay shoki, so it was yes. a shoki it was shoki in okay. front of your parents uh-huh. and I was really looking forward to see my mom uh-huh. but because my mom has never ever came to any of my like shows, shows. or anything she uh-huh. never picked me up from nursery it was only that and then I remember I was holding hands with this boy that was my partner my dancing partner uh-huh. And I looked, because the dance was so quick and we're spinning in the circle that uh-huh, you couldn't uh-huh. really see who was there. there who's but for one second, I saw my dad sitting there uh-huh. and I saw a space next to him and it wasn't, uh, my mom wasn't there. Okay. And from that moment, I just remember my head starts spinning and I, I just start forgetting what I was dancing uh, because okay, I was okay. so, so upset that mom oh, wasn't okay, there. Okay, okay. So that's kind of like did my she, did last... She, did she tell you she was going to come? And she couldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but she was really bad with alcohol. Okay. Like, she would promise me stuff, and then she would be just gone for a few weeks, and I wouldn't see her. And then she would okay. come back. So she had, like, okay. serious problems, I think, with drinking. And was she getting help at all? Or was it, like, in no, that... No, back in, that in the day, it was... Um, see, the gen- my parents' generation that was living uh-huh. and growing up in the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. they're all expected to drink. 
It's weird. Russians have this thing where they all drink vodka. Okay. Whatever you. So it's, it's not a stereotype. It's actually it's true. It's no. It's actually like it's acceptable for the for the. What do you say? Like, for other people around, they just uh-huh. see someone struggling with alcohol and they're just like, oh yeah. Yeah, that just it's, it's like normal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. so she never got help, no. Okay. And how is she now? Um, well, I saw her, what, two years ago now? I went with my husband back to Lithuania and I met her. And she's looking pretty good comparing okay. to her drinking, like, all her life. Uh-huh. So she, she, she still drinks? Uh, well, she says she doesn't, but I think okay. she does. So you, you said earlier about your family being poor and... Yeah. The dynamic between your mom and dad, like, struggling. Could you delve more into that? So, how how, how what was the relationship between your mom and dad like? Yeah, um, for you to notice. Well, my brothers were telling me stories because I can't remember anything from childhood uh-huh. much. Uh-huh. So my brothers were saying that um, when they had the first two kids, so my older sister and my older brother. Mm-hmm. They were doing so well because my mom was professional chef and she was getting a lot of money mm-hmm. and my dad was a butcher. Mm-hmm. And in Soviet Union, when you had really good professions, the government would give you free housing. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like the way you have in here. We have housing associations here, yeah. but you're renting. Where in Soviet Union, if you had a good job, you would have your own property. So they would just give it to you, and this would be your flat. Oh, Just okay. kind of like as a present, as a saying uh, to you, thank you. So, well. Yeah, so in Soviet Union, there was no uh, mortgages. No mm-hmm. one could take out a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You only had to work really hard in your work. Uh-huh. And, as more and then kid, you're rewarded, Yeah, basically. but more kids you have, mm-hmm. bigger house you're going to get. So uh, okay. in Soviet Union, I don't know why, but they were really introducing this family, young, young family. They mm-hmm. were um, encouraging people at the age of 18, get married, the age mm-hmm. of 19, you should have at least a first child already, mm-hmm. which was crazy because people are still like kids at 19. Yeah, I understand, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So at one point, we were doing really well. My mm-hmm. family, they were, well, you would say they were rich back in the day. Relatively, and compared to everybody re- yes, else. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah uh-huh, they were uh-huh. really good. And then I don't know exactly what happened because... Over the past so many years, I've, I've asked my one brother and my other brother. I think that's the down point of having so many brothers and sisters because you hear different stories of the same story. I you know? see what you mean, different point of view. Yeah, so I'm a bit confused yeah, what yeah, actually happened. Okay. But okay. I think one of the stories was that my mom cheered on my dad or okay. something. So after that, the relationship went really to fuck. But then my dad was so in love with her that he never won divorce her. Okay. So they would, they started drinking a lot. To cope the, with I, yes, yeah, because that was again that was acceptable. They yeah. start they start partying mm-hmm. first and carry on having kids. And then it got to the point where parties would got out of control mm-hmm. and I remember myself I would just come home and there would be just like three random strangers sitting on the bed and half naked. No, they would just sit <laughs> and they're like really drunk. That was you know? a joke. That's yeah. a joke. Uh-huh. And I'm like uh-huh. Hey, who are you? I need to go to bed. So what was it like in that environment? Like, was, did you, I'm guessing, was the the first instance, was it a shock? And then eventually you just grown used to it because it became the norm? I think because I was kind of born into it. Uh Uh Everything was the norm for me. Okay, okay. It was just, I remember my brothers and my sisters, they were very overprotective over me. Uh They were trying to, because they obviously remembered the time that they had before all this happened. Uh Uh So they were trying to still create this nice bedroom for me or still give me that like... Trying to make you see the other 
side and which they yeah. experienced that you you didn't get the chance yeah. to okay. yeah okay but i don't think i missed that it was it was a lot of fun to be honest because i was real let because my mom would be drunk for so long for uh-huh. s- like so often that mm-hmm. most of the time i was just left myself just go and run and do whatever so from very young age i was very aware of how to hide i was amazing at hiding okay i was really aware do you mean when you say hi just both physically hiding and also mentally hiding what's around you as well uh yes yeah okay both okay. yeah I've basically you found you found a way to cope yes okay. yeah okay okay so um because our house as well was um because my parents were getting so much debt over the years mm-hmm. So what the government did, they just started giving them less and less money or not less money. They would move them out of the. So we had this massive four bedroom apartment, which mm-hmm. is just now I would say cost maybe $170,000, uh-huh. like an hour money today. So they moved them from there to three bedroom apartment. Then oh, they couldn't okay. pay that either. Then they moved them to two bedroom apartment. Oh, okay, okay, and okay. then they couldn't live in the city center anymore. So they moved us to this house that had two bedrooms it was right next to motorway and oh. that's where i was born oh, okay so oh, okay. it was really dangerous place to live uh-huh. that's why i've learned to run and to hide because i was very aware i think my brothers one of them told me that sometimes the car can just pull over mm-hmm. and they can just ask you oh come over or say me your name or something. They can just steal me, basically. That's what they were trying uh, to say to me. Seriously? Yeah, because it was a motorway. So if I'm running uh, there around by myself, anyone okay, can just okay, stop okay. me and just be like... And you got people stealing babies and stealing kids? No, no, no. But there was a possibility for it. Okay, okay. Because if there's a kid unattended and yeah, there's yeah. some creep driving yeah, a car... Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. so that that's how I learned to... I had my places where I would run, where mm-hmm. I would hide, because mm-hmm. we had bushes, so I always knew yeah, I'm going to yeah, run yeah. there. Um, and then the other um, thing happened when I was, I think, six. Um, because the family was so bad at that point that social services got in touch. And so okay. social services were ready to take all the kids away from my parents, mm-hmm. put all of us in boarding schools. And... My dad refused to give all the kids away, so he would. Do you think that's a looking back? Do you think that's a good thing, or are you yeah, proud of your dad for that? Yeah, okay. because my dad, he was just he refused to give up on his family, mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. matter how broken we were and yeah. whatever. He just wanted to keep all the family together. Yeah, and so it got to the point where social service couldn't take us because we would hide. So then they you go, guys wasn't there. Yes, so they uh-huh. got involved with the police. Police start raiding our house like middle of the night. To come early in the mornings, yeah. But we would always to get to our house to park the car. You would need to drive past the car, past the house, all the way up like real tall hill, Uh and then turn around, come down. Like basically, to do a U-turn to get to our house. Okay. So we would always see it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We would always see, and we would always have like we always knew we had four minutes to run and hide. Okay. Wow. So we would do that like middle of the night, just run because. If you won't run, if you won't hide, if they won't uh. find you, that's it. You won't see your dad or mom. Well, well, going back to, I'm sure if you can remember a, a one instance of that, what was going through your mind as you guys were running? It was really, it was fun. Yeah? It was, yeah. Uh, that, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Especially was, as a kid when you don't really, you can't really comprehend everything around you. Yeah. You can't comprehend the magnitude yeah, of the situation. It was, it was, yeah, it was really like, um, what do you call 
extreme uh, adrenaline rush. adrenaline yeah. <laughs> rush, yeah you'd have yeah, adrenaline yeah. rush and you would always during the day i would go around my house somewhere and i would find my new places uh, to hide and then yes, it was kind of like you know you watch a movie yeah, yeah that yeah. evening and then that night you need to go and run and yeah, yeah it was yeah, real yeah, cool yeah, yeah. yeah especially yeah. when you have you see police lights i yeah. think just those police blue police lights they uh -huh. just give you that <gasps> run yeah. it was yeah it was good it's cool so so um is your mom and dad still together today? No, no, no. My dad passed away when I was nine, and my mom, oh, that was... Was it through alcoholism? Or? Yes, well, what happened was... Um, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, my dad, um, he was in the, in the army for two years, and back in the day, you could pay money to your like local doctor, mm -hmm. and he would give you uh, some sort of paperwork saying uh -huh. that you are disabled. Which, yeah, oh, which so you are not basically bribe yes you bribe and you say you disabled you came back from army so my dad had two broken fingers and basically the doctor wrote a message saying that he can move the whole arm or whatever just to get out of army service yes. so no no service. no this is when you finish your two years so oh, you okay. have to finish your two years no matter what but uh -huh. this is when he came back he got the doctor to sign him that paper, uh -huh. and that way he was able to go on his pension. I think like ten years earlier or something. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and okay. you get paid and basically be at home. That yeah, was the yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. system. And so that year, my dad just started getting his first pension. He was really proud and all yeah, excited. Yeah. Don't have to work anymore. Yeah, but at this point, um, we got taken to boarding school when I was, when I started primary school. So I mm -hmm. went to that nurse that I said earlier. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then I think my dad literally got, police arrived to his work or something. Mm -hmm. And they sat him down and they said, look, you need to bring your kids to school. If not, then you can be taken, arrested, arrested yeah, yeah. because you're hiding your kids away. Yeah. So then I remember my dad came to me and he said, okay, Gina, you need to go to school. So. I'll come with you, you're gonna stay there from Monday to Friday and Saturday mm. Sunday I'll pick you, you on back home. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, that's the deal, because I'll still see him. Yeah. So I started school when I was seven. And then when I was nine, all this time I was coming every weekend home mm -hmm. and spending mm -hmm. time with him. Mm -hmm. And then one this was Monday night. I was uh -huh. in boarding school, it was evening, I was brushing my teeth, and I think <laughs> at that point I honestly I remember like everything second by second. I yeah. was washing my feet in a sink before I went to bed. Uh -huh. And this was Monday night. And I saw my sister, my older sister, and my auntie both in tears and just looking at me. And I'm like, what the hell? I was like, this yeah, is not yeah, even yeah. Friday. I was like, this is Monday night. Yeah. And I have my family standing there. And I'm like, okay, something happened. And then they pulled me over and then they said, Janina, dad is in the hospital. We need to go. And I'm like, right, okay. So I got dressed and then my teacher started giving me black clothes to wear. She gave me black jumper, black <laughs> trousers. And I, th for some weird reasons, I thought black clothes were f because it was evening. That's I how see. I actually yeah, said, I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. it's uh -huh, nighttime, uh -huh. so yeah, I, yeah, I suppose yeah. it needs to be like disguised or something. Yeah. And then we'll go to the car. And at this point, my sister, she just, she can't even speak. She keeps constantly crying. So then my auntie says to me, Gina, remember how your dad always had sore stomach? And I'm like, yeah. And she says, well, something happened to his tummy and he died. So I was sitting in the car, kind of like completely ignoring the fact that my dad is dead, not even crying, not even asking any questions, uh -huh. just sitting there quietly. And there was this awkward silence all the way to the uh -huh. funeral home. 
So I go to the funeral home, and this was probably midnight by this point, uh-huh. and I see my dad in the coffin. And I, I just, I just, I was, well, I was so numb to everything. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, you, you you're, you're still kind of comprehend what's going on because you're so young. You didn't, yeah. isn't you haven't been in that situation yeah. before. You're, so just, you're like, how am I supposed to react? You know? Yeah. I was just looking at him kind of like, okay, so he's lying there, right? He's, people saying that he's dead. And I just sat there next to him. And then this old woman came and she just says, she, she was crying and mm. she was some sort of granny. I don't know mm. who's granny. She was some sort of family. Yeah, I've never yeah, met yeah, her. Yeah. And she was like, oh, Janina, how are you going to live without your dad? And that moment, I remember... That's when it hit you. It kind of hit me, and I kind of started crying. And then I remember I said to myself, if my dad would be right here just now, he would not like me cry. Okay. So I think... Why, why is that, would you, would you say? Why, why do you say I, that? Because, I don't know, because I've always remember my dad laughing with me mm-hmm. i honestly well i don't even remember him hitting me ever or okay. screaming at me because i was his last kid uh-huh. so he, she had a he had a lot of love for you yeah he had like i was everything for him okay like okay. literally so i just remember i stopped myself from crying uh-huh. and i had this feeling like no i'm gonna get through this and i'm not gonna cry okay. and then my my middle sister so my sister, my older sister is Lucy and my middle sister is Renata. So she pulled me over and she said, um, and what I like about Renata is we're very similar. We're very open and we're like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. saying the way it is. Mm-hmm. So she says, what did Lucy told you about what happened to dad? And I said, well, I wasn't really speaking to Lucy because she keeps crying. But auntie said that he had tummy bug and he died. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> and I'm like right okay and she says did you notice that mom is not here i'm like yeah where's mom by the way and she says she's now arrested and i was like mom is arrested and she's like yeah i was like okay what happened and she said um at this point no one really knew that much details because it only happened like i think that morning or no Uh the night before this happened so it was like 24 Uh hours later they only told me yeah and but she kind of said to me that mom and dad got into a fight and dad got stabbed and the knife went right into his chest cavity chest. Uh-huh. and it was twisted and pulled out. Ooh, and because okay. my dad was drinking tiny bit uh-huh. when this happened, his blood was so, you know, like when you drink alcohol, your blood goes all thin. I don't know. I don't drink. Yeah. So if you have alcohol in your system, okay. the blood goes very thin and basically pours out really quickly. Okay. So okay. I remember I told you about the, you need to take, do a U-turn to get to my house. Uh-huh. So the ambulance was there. And by the time they got, did the U-turn, U-turn. they came back. They, they just found him dead because he just bled to death. They couldn't, okay. because they said if... Did, the, you, did you know if it was your mom that called the ambulance? Or? No, it was my older brother. Ah, okay. My older brother okay. came back home um, because they were expecting to get see my dad meant to go to my older sister's house to Mm -hmm. celebrate his first pension because that Mm -hmm. night he got that day he got his first pension that day that day he got his first pension so they meant to all get together into my older sister's flat lucy's Uh flat Uh and celebrate i don't know like drink champagne or whatever and he was late and then my older brother said oh they're probably drinking i better go and check what's up and when he went so he says when he went he found my dad um, he was alive, but he was kind of obviously bleeding and holding uh, uh-huh. a cloth to himself or something. Uh-huh. And my mom was really drunk sitting right next to him or she was asleep or something. 
And then my brother just said to my dad to hold on to, you know, he put more pressure. Uh-huh. And then he had to run across the road to the to petrol station. To get a phone. To get a phone to call the ambulance. Uh-huh. So all this took time. too much time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he just bled to death. So he could have, if your mom realized what, if she wasn't as drunk and she realized, or even your dad realized what happened, he could have been saved if they called the ambulance quicker. Yes. If, if the, basically, the medic said if the knife would still be inside, he would have been fine. Okay. It's because the knife was twisted, which made a hole and taken out. That made so much damage inside okay. that he was bleeding too fast because he had alcohol in his blood as well. So just everything happened yeah. where if it would be just a simple thing, he would probably survive. Did you ever, do you ever had the opportunity to sit down with your mom and talk about it? No. When, two years ago when I saw her, um, I had the m- moment where I thought to ask, mm-hmm. like, what happened? Mm-hmm. But then I was four months pregnant when I saw her. So I just felt like didn't I didn't want stress. to. I didn't want to stress because okay. I went through miscarriage the year before. I thought that was too, mm-hmm. too much. And then, at the same time, I just had that feeling that what if this is the last time I see my mom? Because obviously, knowing she's fifty-five now, knowing with that's her, fresh, that's still very young. Kind of, yeah. That but is, knowing how is. much she's been drinking all her life, her uh-huh. health is not the best, and okay. I know that. I'm not going to be driving there back to Lithuania in the next probably five years because I have my life, my family to look after. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at, at that second, I kind of thought to myself, well, if this is my last time seeing her, mm-hmm. why would I speak about something that is so yeah. hurtful? But at the same time, wouldn't you like to understand or wouldn't you like to hear the story from the horse's mouth, the person who was there, who went through the act? I don't think she can remember anything, to be honest, because she, she was that drunk. Okay. She was that drunk. So the only person that I got to hear my mom's side of mm-hmm. story was my granny, was my mom's mom. Because when my mom got arrested, it went through a court battle, like massive mm-hmm. court battle, and I was taken to the court, but I was too young to be in an actual courtroom, so I would mm-hmm. be standing outside. Yeah. And this probably lasted two weeks, but I only everything remember like a one-day thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just remember my mom coming out with the handcuffs and two police officers each side. And then she said, she was crying. She said, honey, I love you and I'm very sorry or something. Mm-hmm. And then from Grania, I find out that my mom was jailed for seven years. And then my mm-hmm. older sister, Lucy, she was so angry. She appealed the court. Mm-hmm. She asked for more and she got for eight years. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And from that moment, my granny, my mom's mom, never spoke to my sister again. Okay. Because she said, you'd never do that. But... My sister, she was so sure that my mom did it. Mm-hmm. She was so angry with her. Yeah. And she kind of hated her in that moment that she wanted mm. to just... She w- she basically she, said if she could, she would put her in, in jail for life, if she could. Okay. So that was kind of crazy that happened. Um, yeah. So what was it like with your mom? Like, do you have moments as you were growing up knowing your mom was in prison? Do you have like kind of days or moments in which you're on boarding school and you think, oh, uh, if only I can see my mum right now or speak to her. Or Do you, do you have a longing at all while your mum was away to kind of see her and be there with her? There was this charity, this man that was running a charity. He basically wanted to do that. The prisoner woman that have underage children, they should uh-huh. be able to see them. Uh-huh. So I went to see my mum twice in jail. Uh-huh. And one time in, ago, in the eight in, years, in, yeah, in the actual jail, I got to see her once for three days. I got to stay uh-huh. in jail, 
uh-huh. it was kind of like a jail hotel so uh-huh. through the window i would see an actual like other jail woman uh-huh. like what they do throughout the day uh-huh. Uh-huh. but it would be just my mom and would watch tv what, what was the condition like um it was very basic like really basic um it was like a metal frame tiny single um a bed mm-hmm. and then you have a tiny i mean like really tiny side bed side uh-huh. um, side uh-huh. bed uh-huh. table where you would keep like your toothbrush your yeah, towel yeah, and stuff yeah 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 yeah, did like did your mom kind of show any remorse to for what she done from the, what no, you can remember? No, it was like it was very weird because right from the moment of my dad's funeral, we all kind of stopped talking about it. Uh-huh. We never mentioned it's kind of a locked away in a little yeah. box. Nobody's to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, so it. Yeah. Trying to erase the memory, basically. Yeah, so yeah. when I met, when I saw my mom next, mm-hmm. we were just talking, like, how is my As school? As if it never happened. And yeah, yeah, like, we went and we were cooking pancakes together and kind uh-huh. of she was doing uh-huh. my hair, doing my pleats, uh-huh. and it was just, yeah, kind of like, that is w- there. Did you, did you had like, um, an urge to kind of ask? No. Or was you just... No. You know what? Um, after all this happened... Um, I stopped crying. I didn't mm-hmm. cry mm-hmm. for over a year. Uh-huh. And in school, my teachers noticed because like I would fall really hurt myself, like start bleeding. And then I would never cry. But because you experienced such hard pain, you're like, this is in comparison, this is nothing. So yeah. if I can deal yeah. with that, yeah. I can I deal just, with I just always thought that my dad would not like I had to be strong for my dad. Uh-huh. That's how I saw. Uh-huh. And I, I thought to myself, if I would cry now or I'll act badly or like mm-hmm, stop mm-hmm. studying or whatever mm-hmm. that is not going to bring my dad back no okay. matter what i do so there's yeah. no point crying there's no point to uh-huh. be this rude girl or uh-huh. going off my rails you, so in a sense do you kind of see or feel his presence watching over you as you grow up and i think so yeah i, li- okay. I like to think that it's gonna um i think i like to concentrate more on my family just now especially mm-hmm. after i met my mm-hmm. husband and I had zach he was it's funny because sometimes when I look at Zach, mm-hmm. um, I so can Zach see him. So Zach is your kid, obviously. Yes, my son. Oh. I can see him in him a little okay. bit sometimes. So that kind of gives me a smile on my face. Because okay. obviously it's a family and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. always, in a kid, you can yeah. always see grandparents. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I see my dad and it's kind of... technically see. you're right though. 25% of Zach is your dad. Exactly. Because, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yes, yeah, so that's kind of nice. Yeah. Okay. I was going to like ask... Um, so have you would you say you've forgiven your mom and would, yeah. would you say you've gone past I, you that? know what I think that I don't have the right to be angry with her I don't have the right to be angry with anybody why, why would you say that because it doesn't it's not going to change anything if I'll be angry with anyone it's just going to be harder for me to live my life I think and carry okay. on okay I just I uh, as I say, I am Christian and I do believe in God. Uh-huh. I'm not like active Christian. I don't. I wouldn't uh-huh. say I don't uh-huh. go to church every Sunday. Uh-huh. But when it comes to that, I just think that you know it's not my place to judge someone. I'm really sad that I my dad got taken away from me at that, such a young age. Uh-huh. But I do believe in karma as well, and I do think that there is destiny. And if it meant to happen, meant to happen. Okay. I think if none of this would have happened. I would have never came to the UK. Okay. My dad, I just know for a fact, my dad would never let me to leave the country. Okay. okay. I know that. So, in a way, all this... Everything happened for a reason. Yeah, so there's no... 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just being naive, but I just try not to no, hold no, any. No, it's not any being naive. It's not being naive. It's, yeah. it's a I think thing. Like not not many people can go through that and then say, Do you know what? It's in the past. I can't let it hold me back. A, yeah. a lot of people don't have that mental capacity. Yeah. So it's something which is a which is I guess a quality. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it makes you a stronger character. Yeah. All right, so turning the chapter a bit. Mm-hmm. So, what made you come to the UK, and how did you prepare? What was the process that happened for you <laughs> to go from Lithuania to the well, UK? Well, I swear to God, I have never planned to leave Lithuania. I love my country. I love uh-huh. being at home. Uh-huh. My brothers left to go to UK when I was fourteen. Mm-hmm. I always know they were in Glasgow. I always knew they were in Scotland. <laughs> then yeah. when I was 16, mm-hmm. my brother, my younger brother, Ricardo, he went after my brother. So there was two of them were living in Scotland. Uh-huh. But even and, then... And, and why, why did your... The, so your older brother came, moved yeah. first. Yes. Why, did he ever explain to you why oh, yes. UK and why specifically Scotland? Because if most people... Either be it Polish, be it Hungarian, be it um, Lithuania, they yeah. they tend to go to London is the first port of call, and then if they go to London, you're like, oh, I don't like London. Let me see what what yeah. other cities My in the UK. My brother you know? went to Leeds first. Okay. Yeah. Was it for studies or straight no, for work? No, he went for work. Uh-huh, he was doing uh-huh. construction sites. Uh-huh. And what I only found out recently was that he had drug problems back in Lithuania uh, because he was only seventeen and he uh-huh. was kind of like. See, the way I dealt with dad's death, yeah. obviously, I just kind of forgive everyone, just move on with my life. Yeah, yeah. Where he was 14 when this happened. Uh-huh, so it hit him very hard. It was hard. really hard. He couldn't okay. concentrate studying. He was just going off the rails. Uh-huh. And then basically my older sister, Lucy, again, she um, she found that there was this friend mm-hmm. that was living in Leeds doing uh-huh. construction sites and they were still speaking my brother was still speaking to him over uh-huh. Skype uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then my sister just one day she said um, can I pay you some money and you can take Marco over to Leeds because uh-huh. he just going off the rail in here uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that's what Marco did so he went over stayed there and then he was working on construction site and then that site finished mm-hmm. and then the next job was starting in Glasgow uh-huh. And this minibus was going to Glasgow, and this Lithuanian guy turned around and he said, Marco, do you want to jump with me and let's go to Glasgow because there's not much job in Leeds. Uh-huh. So it's either for Marco was to go to Glasgow either go back home, and he just jumped on and went to Glasgow and ever since just stayed here. Okay. So, so is he still doing construction? He's still doing constructions, yeah. And uh, uh, how is he... Have you had a chance to speak to him or about his drug habit or is it, is it still um, there? Or I if, never spoke to you know? him directly about drug habit because uh-huh. it just, I don't know. I, I think I'm the younger sister. He won't speak to me about that. Okay. But as long as I know, he still takes some drugs. He still does. He still does. That's okay. why, I mean, he's been here for, gosh, probably over 14 years now. Uh-huh. And he still doesn't have any money saved. Because okay. all his money... He's having a good time. He's having a good time. <laughs> yeah. His promise, he used to uh-huh. say that he'll stop at 30. Uh-huh. He's 30 now and okay. nothing will change. So, so what is your, maybe, I don't want to be harsh, but what is your opinion of him? Are you still proud of him as a, as a, as a brother, knowing everything is, he's gone through, even with his flaws, as if you want yeah. to call that a flaw? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Marco went through so much shit. 
Okay. And I mean, he it was much harder for him than it was for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Was he? Did he have a close bond with your father? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember. I don't even remember myself that much from the funeral day, but I remember Marco very clearly because he was screaming, crying. Ah, okay. He was like when um, we got to the actual funeral place where you had to put the coffin down on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, for some weird reason, they decided to open the coffin for the one last time for the kids to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I was just, I put my hand on top of my dad's head mm-hmm. and Mark was screaming like a girl. He just, he just, yeah. he refused to believe that his dad is gone. Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was yeah. a lot of anger, I think they all had, uh-huh. where I was just so shocked. I just, yeah. I went numb and I think that's where mm-hmm. I got lucky, uh-huh. Uh-huh. where I all see. of them went really hard. So, so how's his relationship with he, your mother? Um, he's not speaking to her and hasn't spoken to her ever since, I don't think. Okay. Um, yeah, it's only myself and my brother Ricardo that we went to see my okay. mom two years ago. So what about Ricardo? So he's also living in Glasgow. Yes. How, how did he, how what was his journey to Glasgow? Um, basically, he was in boarding school with me. Uh-huh. And then once he finished boarding school, he mm-hmm. just got the ticket and went to, Mar- to see Marco. Because uh-huh. Marco was already in Glasgow uh-huh. and was working construction sites. So he was uh-huh. like, okay, brother. You coming over here and we're going to do it together. Uh-huh. So ever since, Ricardo is very selfish person, extremely selfish. Okay. Like, um, he doesn't care about anyone else apart from himself. Uh-huh. He can't even find girlfriend himself because he can't look after anyone or uh-huh. care for anyone. Uh-huh. He just uh-huh. loves himself so much. <laughs> so, but he's very, um, he's hardworking, but he doesn't have that drive uh-huh. at work. Uh-huh. So... Ever since he came to UK and started working, Marco was always the one that pulls him along with him. Ah, okay. If you know what I mean? Okay. So Marco is a supervisor at work. Uh And my brother, even though Ricardo is a really good worker, Uh he is just working with Marco. He's he's just happy where he's at. Yes, yeah, yeah. So and as, as, has he got any habits or is he just happy to just tag along and just live in life? He just tags along. He has drug problem as well. As long as I know, okay. and he uses a lot of escorts, okay. so that's well, kind of everybody got to get laid. Whether I know you're that's, or that's not. the way. That's where he spends his money. So okay. again, he has no money saved, and okay. I mean, well, we're talking big money. Like yeah. they are earning a lot of money in construction yeah. sites. Just yeah. now, I think they're like fourteen pound an hour. But back like five years ago, like uh-huh. even two thousand seven, there was no um, economic crisis. Yeah. They used yeah. to get like twenty two pound an hour. I see. It was I see. a lot of money, and they don't have anything to show for it. I see. Because they had this life that, uh-huh. supposed for them, is dealing with childhood. Yeah. And sometimes I have the days where I'm like, right, okay, should I sit them down and talk about what happened uh-huh. to dad and open that chapter yeah. that we tried to close yeah. in and order for them d- to d- move d- on? Yeah, but yeah, I understand. I, understand. I don't know. I don't have that gut to do it. Okay. So now, so your brothers came over. Yeah. And then how did you end up in Glasgow? Um, so, as I said, I was really happy in Lithuania, all was good. And then I went back to, I finished my primary school, because that's how long the um, boarding school lasting for, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. till you finish your primary. And what year do you was, normally finish primary? I was, in 16. I was 16. 16 at the time, yeah. That's, we, over here, it would be secondary. Yes, well, in there, it's like 10 years. So I started when I was seven, started my school, uh-huh. and then you studied 10 years for your primary, and then you studied two years for your high school. So six so you have 12 years. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I, was, I was just over 16 when I finished my 10-year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we, I moved back to 
my school where I went into nursery. Mm-hmm. So I went mm-hmm. to the other city. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I met my first boyfriend. Uh-huh. All right. Do I, tell. Do tell. He was kind of... Um, yeah, well, no. Before I met him, I was going out with this army guy. He was oh. really cute. I know. I was only 16. <laughs> and we only kissed a couple times. Nothing uh-huh. there. And then he how, dumped how, me. How old was he? He was 20. Okay. And I was 16. Yeah. He was a really cute guy. And then he dumped me. Why did he dump because you? Because he was extremely jealous. And oh, okay. he you called wanna... me. And uh-huh. I was going out. I was just walking with his friend. Like, it was my friend, too. Uh-huh. And he said, who do you walk with? I said, with, I don't remember even his name, uh-huh. John or whatever. And he hung up on me. <laughs> he literally hung up on me and I called him and was like are you okay and he was like that's it we're done wow. so that was it okay. and, but then because I was 16 I mean we only kissed with him yeah, a couple yeah, 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 I yeah. was so like teenager like imagine yeah, yeah. he's gonna be my husband for the rest of my life he was infatuated yes so I was really really like heartbroken and yeah, all that yeah. and then when I went to school so my ex he noticed me mm-hmm. when I was I had lunch or something he noticed me and then he came to say hello to me and I was like, I'm not interested. Like, I'm so in love with my Zbushka guy. Uh-huh, my okay. army guy. I'm not interested. <laughs> what is it? My Zbushka? Zbushka, that's his Zbushka. name. Zbushka. Oh. yeah. That's a cool name. That is a cool so name. So then uh, I was texting with Zbushka every single day, trying to get back to him. But no, he, he was not interested. And then started speaking with my ex. And then it's, oh, one day he came over with the flower. He just gave me a flower because he was fancying me. Mashbushka. No, this was Vitalis. This was Vitalis. my ex. Okay. He just came with a flower, just gave me a flower. So how and did he become your ex? Because I thought you were the army guy was the first one. Yes. No, he wasn't really the first one. He was like a teenage kiss. Yeah, okay, okay. Yes, teenage crush. Yeah. Massive was, crush. Yeah, okay, it wasn't okay. even a thing. So then my ex gave me a flower one day. And because I was just 17 then, it, that was it. That was like, oh, okay, I'm I, in love with you. So I didn't... Um, so when did you start going out with, with how long, yeah, before you went with the army guy? Well, I went with the army guy when I was 16, uh-huh. for like two months, I think that was. So, but before that you was with? Nobody. Okay. So that okay. was my, Zbushka was my first uh-huh. crush, uh-huh. as I call uh-huh. it. And then when I started my um, high school, that was September. You went out with this guy that brought Vitalis. you flowers. Vitalis. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. kind of. Uh-huh. He basically was chasing after me, uh-huh. and he got me because I was like, "Okay, he got me a flower. Okay, okay. he's kind of cute. Okay, <laughs> man, seventeen idiot." So then, uh, that's when I lost virginity with him. Okay. So that was like in my first serious like adult relationship, uh-huh. and then after three months, he dumped me again. <laughs> and I was like, "What's wrong with me?" Yeah. Um, why does me? Does he dump me? Oh yes, remember. So. When I left my boarding school, I had obviously needed money to live for something, uh-huh, uh-huh. and because I was still underage, and mm-hmm. I was, um, I was what do you call, what do you call people, kids without parents? What are they called? Uh, Orphans. Yes. Yes. That's so right. I was an orphan, like officially by the paperwork, uh-huh. and every month I would get five hundred liters, so let's say five hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So with that money, I was renting a bedroom, mm-hmm. and then. The rent cost me two hundred fifty pound uh, mm-hmm. a week, a month. Mm-hmm. So I only mm-hmm. had two hundred fifty pound left that mm-hmm. I would need to eat, dress, and buy books for my school. Uh-huh. So I didn't really had clothes, like I mean fashionable clothes. Uh-huh. And my ex around and he said that I would, 
I suppose he was young himself. He was only 18 uh-huh. and I was 17. Uh-huh. And he really wanted to have that kind of sexy teenage girl, girlfriend. If I he wanted yeah, to see yeah, me yeah. Wear, wearing high heels and yeah, yeah, skirt yeah. and Girly dress. Girl. Yeah, but I, I couldn't afford that. Yeah. Simply, I just didn't have money. So I was wearing my sneakers and my jeans and like kind of yeah. hanging out. So that was the reason he said I was, he dumped me. Lame reason, I know. Anyway, and I was I was broken. I was like, I stopped eating then. I was smoking as hell. Um, and I lost a lot of weight. It was kind of, I started getting to dangerous side of yeah, anorexia yeah, yeah. type thing. And then um, Vitalis turned around and he said he's going to England to mm-hmm. work in a factory or something. Uh-huh. So he went away. He only lasted two months. And then came back. Yeah, but before he came back that week, he said to me, I'm not coming back. I love it here. That's it. It's like, he was very dramatic as well. He's yeah. just an idiot. Yeah. He was like, that's <laughs> it. I'm staying here forever. I don't know when I'm coming back. And then that was my alarm kind of going on in my head. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to never see my Vitalis. I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so then automatically, I thought I need to be in the same country as him, at least. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, my brother's out in Scotland. I started calling them. I was like, okay, can I come over? And they're like, mm, right, okay, come over. So then they got me a ticket. Mm-hmm. So my flight will be tomorrow night. Uh-huh. And that day, Vitalis came back. <laughs> Vitalis came back, right? And he came to see me and he says, I think I want to get back together with you because like, I really missed you when I was away. And I'm standing there literally crying my eyes out because uh, I'm like, I just have a ticket. You're I, I have, I'm leaving tomorrow night. Like I'm literally leaving to go to uh-huh. Scotland. Uh-huh. And I remember he turned around because he failed by going to England because he mm-hmm. couldn't speak English. Yes. Uh-huh. And he just turned around. He was mommy's boy. Turned yeah. around, came back home to see mommy. Uh-huh. And then he was so angry that I was still going. And he just, I remember him standing there and he said to me, oh, you're going to fail, Janina. You can't, you're too stupid. You can't oh. even speak English. He was like, you're going to fail. He was trying to project himself onto yes, you. Yes. Yeah. He's uh-huh. like, you're going to be, uh, he's like, you're not going to even last three weeks there. Uh-huh. And I just stand, stood there, I'm like, that's fine, it's okay, I'm just going to still go because I have a ticket, so I'll uh-huh. go at least for a few months. Anyway, that's how I ended up in Glasgow, and then I started working, when I came, mm-hmm. my brother was doing, I think the construction work then was a bit quiet, mm-hmm. so my brother went to start working as a KP in one of the restaurants. What, what is that, KP? It's kitchen porter. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was clean. Like a, wait- a waitress, basically. No, 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 it's like cleaning dishes. Okay, Like okay. in a kitchen. Uh-huh, You're like uh-huh. kitchen cleaner, kitchen uh-huh, helper, uh-huh, I think. Uh-huh. So he was doing that, and one evening I went to see him, like, mm-hmm. after work. And then I met the owner of the restaurant, mm-hmm. and honestly, all I said to him was like, good evening, and I just smiled. And he was like, are you looking for a job? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, excuse me? Like, I could speak like basic English, like, hello, uh-huh. yes, thank uh-huh. you, excuse me. And I said, no, I'm kind of like on holiday here. And he said, I'm really needing the new bar woman because they just opened a new restaurant on Byers mm-hmm. Road in West End. Mm-hmm. And the bar is basically what first thing you see when you get into a restaurant. Uh-huh. And he says, I just need a pretty face behind oh. the bar. <laughs> and he says, you're just going to do your cocktails. Uh-huh. And he said, you're not going to speak to anybody. You're going to have a check. You do a cocktail and you smile. He said, that's all I need for him. Just keep smiling. I'm like, well, that's easy, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. okay, okay. And he says, do you have a passport? I was like, no, I just came to see my brother. And so he was like, okay, tomorrow I need your passport. And you're starting like on Monday. Wow. So I just got a job like by complete accident behind the bar. And oh man, I was so stressed. So it went from having a holiday and thinking about Vitalis all this time, 
come to my days when can I go back to, to, to be with them. <laughs> so now I'm working behind this bar in West End, Bars Road. Uh-huh. And all these people talking English around me and like, you know, this crazy British culture where you all drink and you scream and you shout. And yeah. I was literally like this little kitten behind the bar, like so scared of everything. I see. And then the bar owner, he had a son. Uh-huh. He was only a year older than me. So I was 18 at the time. And Mario, he was 19. Uh-huh. And he was being a dick. Like, he was like, yeah, so just finished my school. I'm just, I'm going to be the new owner of this place. So I'm just uh-huh. now learning to be a manager. And like, being, uh-huh. like I think he just wanted to show off me in front of, in yeah, front yeah, of yeah, me yeah, because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. the youngest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we just kept fighting with him all the time. And then one day, I don't remember what happened. Or something with the drinks or uh-huh. I spilled something or something. And Mario turned around and said to me, fucking Lithuanian. Oh, and that okay. moment when he said fucking Lithuanian, I was like, that's it. I'm going home. Yeah. Oh, because I had, after three months, you uh-huh. have your first holiday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was going to on holiday back to Lithuania, but uh-huh. I went to, I had my return ticket. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's it. I'm not coming back to this place. I was like, that's it. I'm yeah. gone. I'm done. So I went back to Lithuania. Um, I was there for 10 days. So Vitalis met me at the airport and uh-huh. we were all like this nice, cutie, cutie couple. Yeah. And my friends, they were like, Janina, he has a girlfriend. Like, he's cheating on you. And, all oh, that. and I'm like, no, no, this is all bullshit. No, he was just waiting for me and all that yeah. stuff. And then after 10 days, he said to me, oh, just please don't go. Don't leave. Because mm-hmm. I think he wanted me to fail in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't realize that at the time. Okay. I was like, okay, he loves me. Okay, I'll stay. So uh-huh. I never went back. Uh-huh. And then after two weeks, Vita was just went missing. He just had his own girlfriend, I suppose, and just whatever. He didn't yeah. answer my phone calls or messages. And I was just sitting there kind of like, well, okay, I've been dumped again. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I I don't like Lithuania anymore. All oh, my yeah. friends, they are away in Sweden or Norway or somewhere working in their factories. Uh-huh, uh-huh, like, uh-huh. I was like, it's just like, everything is different now. Uh-huh. So then I borrowed because I didn't, my money finished, I had saved. Uh-huh. So and your return ticket expired. Yes. Uh-huh. So then I borrowed 150 liters, which is like 150 pounds, let's say, mm-hmm. from my brother-in-law to buy a ticket on the way back. Uh-huh. And I said to my brothers that I'm coming back. And uh-huh. they said to me, this time we're not helping you with work. You're coming back. You have to you, find it yourself. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I was like, right, cool, okay. So I came over and I print my mission was to get a job in the hotel i just uh-huh. really wanted to clean hotels uh-huh. i kind of do you remember that movie with jennifer lopez manhattan what no. was it made in manhattan anyway there was this movie I've never seen it. with jennifer lopez that okay. she's the maid in manhattan and she becomes this like whoever uh-huh. falls in love so i had this idea of made <laughs> in manhattan maid. you wanted to yeah. relive the movie yes so i decided to find a job in the factory oh sorry in a hotel and I went on Google and I printed all Glasgow hotels, even yeah. the ones that are shut. Okay. And I went to every single of them and gave my CV. Uh-huh. And then I found a job in one of the Indian restaurants <laughs> on city center. They just kind of said, okay, you just come over and work for us. Uh-huh. But I never gave him a passport. So I was kind of working there illegally for like two weeks. Because <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm not working in this place. But the guy uh-huh. was just like, oh, Gina, don't forget your passport tomorrow so I can do proper paperwork. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, yes, I will. So that was that. And then I met with this Lithuanian girl, Justina. Uh-huh. She was fixing her car at my brother's garage because my Marco, he is mechanic at the same time. Like. Mm-hmm. Fixing the cars and being a mechanic, that's kind of his hobby. That's what uh-huh. he loves doing. But uh-huh. he's working construction site for uh-huh. the money. Uh-huh. 
So he was fixing Justina's car, and Justina was working in a factory in Southside at the time, and she uh. was doing 12-hour shifts, six days a week. She was mm. having like 300 pounds a week. That was uh. a lot of money. Yeah. And she said to me, oh, because I said, oh, I'm looking for a job. And she said, oh, jump the wagon, like come over and work with us. And I said, okay, cool. And then I got a phone call from Radisson Blue at the Central Station. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, there. Yeah, uh. And they said to me, this is Janina, blah, blah, blah. Can you come over for the interview tomorrow? So I went in, and what happened was they were looking at my CV, but they imagined... No, no, no. They were looking at someone else's CV. Thinking it was... Thinking it was me, uh, okay. if you know what I mean. <laughs> so this woman, the manager, whatever, she says to me, okay you employed he was like okay well, you can start from the 5th of i meant to start at the 5th of june and this was beginning of may uh-huh. when i was looking for a job and i was like right okay this a couple of weeks i can still work with the indian guys or start working in the uh-huh. factory and then before i left she was like is your name i don't even know what she called me like let's say she said oh, is your name shona and i'm like no it's janina she's like oh, i just realized <laughs> that i interviewed the wrong person and she was like well it's uncomfortable because i already said to you employed so she uh-huh. said you just, it's fine. You can still start your, doing your oh, work. Oh, nice. Because yeah, so, you did do the interview. Yes, yeah, yes. So she yeah. said, okay, you passed. So yeah, yeah. basically I got the job. I had to wait till the 5th of uh, June. June. Uh-huh. And then I went and I started working in the factory. And they were so busy. And I was working six days a week. And I was getting 300 pounds a week. Mm-hmm. And even though I was doing so much work, mm-hmm. I like having that money. So I decided yeah. not to work the in the hotel. Would the would the hotel pay you more or less? Probably less, but it would have been a better job, like in the long term. By okay. the time I didn't think that, okay. I was like, I don't care, I just need the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that's how I stayed working in the factory, uh-huh. and I was, oh man, that was soul killing. So how did you meet um, your now husband? Um, so because I was working in the factory, and it got to the point where I was like, right, okay, I have some money saved. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be an idiot behind on on this conveyor belt and yeah, just put yeah. the stuff. I was like, I'm young, I need to do something. So I went to the college, mm-hmm. Springburn College, because I lived in uh, Springburn at the time. Uh-huh. I went to Springburn College and I just said to a lady at the reception, I said, I want to study. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, she says, where are you from? And I said, Lithuania. And she's like, Lithuania, what? I was like, oh yeah, it's a small country anyway. And she said to me, well, here's the list of the courses that are running just now. Uh-huh. And then I said to her, but I, I haven't finished my high school because uh-huh. um, I wasn't really studying as well. Because when I broke up with Vitalis, uh-huh. I started smoking and, and yeah, I wasn't being doing, a bad girl. Yeah, I wasn't doing any grades. So I knew that there was no chance I could have passed my exam. So uh-huh. I just I just stopped. Uh-huh. And that's when I came to Glasgow. Uh-huh. So I said to the college lady, I was like, well, I'm not finished high school, so how can I study in college? Mm-hmm. And she was like, easy. You just go from H and NQ and, you know, you go up all the yeah, layers. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And then she said to me that was beauty therapy was the one coming next, next mm-hmm. course. And I needed to pay £110 for it. It was like introduction into beauty therapy. Uh-huh. And because that was the only thing running, I didn't care what it was. I just, wanted, just wanted to get to study. study. Yeah, yeah. So. I got in, started studying, and then obviously factory, they cannot afford to have me from nine till five. You know, yeah. it was six in the morning till six at night. And because I couldn't do that, I had to find another job. Mm-hmm. So again, print all my CVs, and I went through every single restaurant mm-hmm. thing and trying to get a job in the, in the restaurant. And then I went to Corinthian. 
it was like this big massive club uh-huh. casino thing mm-hmm. just gave my cv and i just said any job i just need a job whatever yeah. and i said well we need this like glass collector but it would be a nighttime job i was like fine perfect i just need yeah. a job and then they called me and they said okay you're in just starting from whatever start working in september uh-huh. and then in this was january when i was just collecting my glasses it was really uh-huh. quiet and I turned around to the bar, and there was this new guy that I just noticed. It was Zaz working yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I looked at him, and I thought, oh, he's cute. And then I kind of <laughs> moved along. Yeah. And I kept thinking about it. I was like, was he really that good looking? You know, like sometimes. <laughs> Double take. Yeah, you know, sometimes you look at someone thinking, oh, he's good looking. And you look back, like, yeah. no, there's something wrong. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to go back. I need to check. <laughs> so I went to double check with Zaz. So I'm like, okay, he is good looking. I should go say hello. Yeah. So I went over and I slammed my tray because I always carried the tray uh-huh. to put glasses on, dirty glasses. So I slammed my tray and I said hello. And then I just remember he was making a cocktail and he left the cocktail for the other guy to finish. And mm-hmm. he came over to say hello to me. And we all started smiling to each other. We were smiling, uh, smiling, smiling, smiling. For flirting, like, flirting. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. kind of like weeks. and I think it took us two weeks. And then the other girls noticed and at work. Uh-huh. And one Latvian girl, she came over, she was a waitress, and she says, Gina, he has a girlfriend here. And I was like, no way, he's such a good guy. I was like, there's no way he would do that. Yeah, yeah. And then one morning, he took my phone, because every morning we would go for breakfast together, like uh-huh. all kind of like our yeah, yeah, staff, staff breakfast. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. He took my phone and he put his phone number in it. But I never really, I knew I had his phone number, never mm-hmm. even think to use it, because yeah. it was just kind of a playing funny games yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then i got really drunk that evening with uh, christina and um sophia uh-huh. it was two latvian girls i was working with from uh-huh. Brinton. we just got drunk and i was like okay i'm gonna text him so i text him saying so i heard there is you have a girlfriend what's going on with that <laughs> just he, like that <laughs> yeah and then he texted me back saying it's complicated and i was like oh damn it okay yeah, he's yeah, taken yeah and then the next weekend i saw him at work he we always say hi hi when when we pass he picked me up and he kissed my neck and he said hi and i was like right okay this is just weird (laughs) so he has his girlfriend he's as complicated then he kisses my neck and then that morning we were finishing the break and on the time schedule i saw that tuesday he had the off and Uh on tuesdays i had the off from college Uh so i knew that that was the day when we can actually meet together Uh so i grabbed his hand pulled him to the rota and I said, okay, there's Tuesday. We both have a day off. It's either you're asking me out or either just fuck off and like <laughs> stop flirting. I was like, I'm not doing this shit. I was like, if you have someone, it's your deal. But I was like, don't, don't do this. So he just kind of looked at me like He's shocked, like, like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he walked away and I was like, okay, it's fine. And that was Sunday. And then Monday evening, he said, where do you want to go? Oh, and you're like, like Jack? Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't really sure. And I was like, right, okay, let's go to the bar, one bar one. Uh-huh. It was on Soki Hall Street there. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he didn't say it was a date. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're just going to, let's go for a drink type thing. Yeah. As the way he said is in men's perspective, go for a drink. That is a date. For me, it was like, okay, just a drink. Uh-huh. So I wasn't sure. Lost in translation, the culture thing. Yes. Right. So then, again, I wasn't, I was just, I was, uh, I was wearing some of the hideous clothes, honestly. It was ridiculous. Because <laughs> I was like ha- trying to still be sexy, but be casual. Yeah, it was yeah, just, yeah, it yeah. was wrong. I yeah. just wish I would wear a dress. Anyway, we got um, to bar one and he was late. Then he came over and he kissed me on the cheek. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. 
And then again, we're sitting there smiling at each other and just kind of flirting, but nothing was happening. And I was like, well, okay, I'm just out of this relationship with Vitalis, where I got dumped. And uh-huh. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on anymore. Uh-huh. And I just, I was sick and tired of all that. Playing around. Playing around, being romantic and all that. So yeah. I just leaped over the table and I kissed him. Uh-huh. That's what he remembers. And then we were kind of sitting there, drinking, drinking, and then we went home. Oh, our first date, man. Basically, on the first date, I said to him, okay, cut the bullshit off. Uh-huh. I like you. You like me, clearly, because you came on a date. Uh-huh. And I said to him, I have not been in a relationship for over a year now. Mm-hmm. So I have not had sex for like 13 <laughs> months or something. This is literally what I said to him. I was like, so look, I need action. So we need to, I said, um, today I'm on my period. I was like, so we can't do anything. <laughs> but if, if I wouldn't, we probably would. Like, honestly, I was that crazy. So I said to him, okay, next time we meet meeting up, we're having sex. Like, I don't, I, I don't no romance, nothing. We just meet and have having sex, literally. So the man was scared. Yeah. He was like, who the hell is this bitch? Yeah. Anyway, the next time we met. Trust me, he wasn't scared. It was, it was so He, he was scared to you, but he was walking home saying, yeah, that, that, I'm Probably. getting some action <laughs> next time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, that was the story. That was it. We kind of stayed. So the idea behind me being with Zaz at the beginning, it was he meant to be my booty call uh-huh. in my head. Because yes. I was like, I don't want to have romance. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go on the dates or this. You just want some action. Yeah. And then I stood for breakfast. Okay. And that was it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe come a tea, maybe this. And yeah, and then we just, every single day we were together. After college, after work, constantly together. And then I got a phone call from Mary Hill Housing Association saying uh-huh. that my exactly. application got approved and they have an offer for me for a flat. Nice. So I went to Mary Hill and they gave me the studio flat. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. How long did that take? That only took me three months. That is very good. That if you was, was, was in yeah. London, you'd be still waiting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. I got this council flat and I was still waiting for the keys. And then obviously I was with Zaz every single day. And he was renting the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So it was my Marco's girlfriend, Inga. Mm-hmm. She said to me, she says, well, you both together all the time anyway. She said, why don't you move in together in the council flat? Mm-hmm. That way it will be cheaper for you. Your yeah, rent yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, this was only us going out together for three months. Three months. Three months. months. Oh. I then, would run a mile. Exactly. If you told me to exactly. move in with you. So then I just said to him, I was like, um, okay, what we're going to do? laughed and then i said to him as a joke i was like well why don't you move in with me and we kind of ah, yeah that would be cool then went quiet and yeah. half an hour later like maybe that would be a good idea because you no know, you're paying for this yeah, yeah bedroom yeah. and we're gonna be you're gonna be at mine anyway all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i was like okay okay let's just do it so we moved in together everyone had an opinion everyone was like what are you doing don't yeah, even yeah. know the guy yeah, he's gonna yeah. just run away and i was like it's fine i don't care yeah, i'm yeah. just just gonna do it and that was it and we stayed Nice. Stayed together, and then a year later, mm-hmm. uh, well, no, nine months later, at our first year anniversary, he proposed. And that was Whoa. weird. How, did, how did he do it? Oh, I didn't even expect that. Um, I came from the factory because I went, I finished college, the NQ yeah, therapy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is not for me. Uh-huh. And then, because he had his master's degree in animation, uh-huh. he was working behind the bar, and uh-huh. I said to him, I was like, look, you just stop your work, uh-huh. and... I will be working 12-hour shifts because that will be enough money to cover the bills. Uh-huh. And I said, you look for work and animation. Uh-huh. So that's what we did. 
and he was without work for like four months i think uh-huh. and then he got work picked up and he got a phone call anyway so i came from work and i had this routine where i would come in i would go to shower and he had the din- dinner ready mm-hmm. and then I would eat dinner and then i would go to bed and we'll always watch the news and uh-huh. i would kind of go to sleep because i needed to sleep very early because obviously waking up yeah, at half yeah, in the morning yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I had dinner and he was so antsy pantsy, like he was like jumping and like kind Very of, nervous. You yeah. Can, there was something up basically. Yeah, and I was like, maybe he wants to dump me or something. I'm just so <laughs> used to being dumped. I was like, ah, oh, whatever, something's coming. Yeah, yeah. And then we went to bed, like to watch the news and I had my I always wear his white T shirts as mm-hmm. my pajama. I'm just mm-hmm. wearing my white T shirt and you know, all cozy and just about to go on my phone and then he comes to bed, and I'm like, okay, let's watch the news. And then he says, starts saying to me, I love you, and I don't know what he else he said. Like, you know, the, 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 the yeah, usual yeah. thing, like, yeah. I, don't want, I want to live with you for the rest of my life. And I was like, yeah, yeah, honey, I know, I love you too. There's something, like, I was like, there's something very serious on the news. I was like, I want to watch. And he switched off. I am really pissed at this point. I'm turning around, like, what? I was like, honey, I'm watching the news. And he said, I just need your attention for a minute. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, okay. And then he gives me this, well, it was a massive box. It was like a jewelry box, like uh-huh. really flat and really white. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh man, he bought me earrings because one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. He bought me earrings. I was like, well, my God, we don't even have money. <coughs> and I said to him, I was like, why are you spending all the money? He said, just be quiet. And I just <laughs> open it. And then I opened the, the box and there was the ring. And I haven't even thought about the engagement at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we were, I think we were walking like on Buchanan Street and I said to him, oh, there's this cute ring, this cute ring, but yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. seriously meant like buy yeah. me a ring. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. still young. I was only like, you have to be careful, man. I know. Careful. And then he, he gives me the question. And I'm like, well, I can't say no. And I do love him. So, <laughs> like, um, yes, okay. And yeah, that was it. What kind of proposed? So he never went on his knee. No? No, he, he was just sitting next to me, man. I, I, it was so casual. I was like, okay, I'm watching the news. That's why he said, that's why he had to switch out the t- TV. And I'm like, right. what's your problem? Was he disappointed he didn't go on his knee? Yes. <laughs> man, yes. I keep saying so. I was like, so we were saying at the 10-year anniversary, because we've been together now for five years. Uh-huh. So we're saying 10-year anniversary. You're going to get on your We're going to do everything again. So he's going to propose me again. Uh-huh. And we're going to renew our vows. Okay. So I'm hoping that's one kind of looking forward to okay. for him to do it and this time do it properly so okay. like you know Eiffel Tower Paris yeah. all that stuff yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah and that was it I kind of stayed together that was a crazy story with them so I think again all that I went through in Lithuania and mm-hmm. going through that breakup with Vitalis mm-hmm. and being depressed and all that mm-hmm. that really helped me with relationship with Zaz uh-huh. Because I cut off all the romance bullshit. Because if I would still be like... As they say, anybody got time for that. You didn't, yes. have, you didn't have the time for yeah, that. Yeah, so okay. because if I would be still playing this, you know, girl, kind of kind of get me presents or get me this, get me that, yeah, yeah. get me, I don't think it would even work. Okay. So that kind of the way everything worked out. And so. now you've got a, a child together. Yes, we have a baby. That, that was a long time. That took us, what, two years to get pregnant? It was funny as well. We were still in the Mary Hill council flat. Uh-huh. And because I think I got into such a routine with going to the factory doing 12-hour shifts uh-huh. and coming uh-huh. back, uh-huh. my life got boring again. 
because I wasn't studying it anymore. Uh-huh. I was just doing this factory work. And I remember I sat there one day on bed and I was like, we should have a baby. <laughs> just, you know, just spice something up. And Alex, and he turned around and he just says, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, let's get going. Yeah, he's like, it's fine. So I was like, okay, so that's it. We're going to have now sex without the condom. We'll be pregnant. And nothing happened. And then two months later, nothing happened. Four months later, nothing happened. I was like, right, okay, how this works? So yeah, then I started Googling. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized there's ovulation. Right, yeah. And there is this. And there is yeah. that. And I was uh, like, okay, so I got really into fertility, like research. I did so yeah. much research. Nothing uh-huh. was happening to us. And then I knew that um, by NHS, if you want to get checked, you uh-huh. need to be trying for two years uh-huh. before you can get checked by NHS. Because uh-huh. they won't even do that because you're uh-huh. a young couple. Yeah. So we were like, well, okay, that's fine. So... I was Googling all this tea to drink or this. So it was like, need to eat prawns. You need to eat like yeah, yeah. seafood. And anything, any suggestion. Yeah, was kind yeah. Of so into. nothing was really happening. And then a year after, it was March, we got pregnant. And we were, we moved to Inverness. Because okay. as... Um, Families there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he changed his work. He started working in oil and gas just for uh-huh. the money. Because his brother was doing oil and gas. Uh-huh. And then his brother said, oh, Zaz, jump on the wagon and it's going to be a good money boost type uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. And he wasn't sure really what he wanted to do with his animation. So uh-huh. he was like, okay, let's do it. So we, we moved all the way up to Inverness. And it was September when we moved. I was working there as a waitress, got a job. Uh-huh. And then in March, I found out I was pregnant. We were extremely excited, jumping, crying. And then it was two weeks later, I went to sleep as normal uh-huh. and i woke up it was extreme pain uh-huh. kind of like extreme like period pain type thing okay and then i went to the toilet because i felt like i wanted to pee okay. and i wanted to be sick okay. and i started passing out and i just screamed i was like alex something is wrong call the ambulance anyway the ambulance got um and then i went to the hospital and they were like not everything is okay you are pregnant like we can see and they were like you just need to go home Rest and you'll be fine. <laughs> the next morning I woke up and I, I had my period kind of started. Uh-huh. So I went to GP and she was like, "Okay, you just went through a miscarriage." Uh, so that was a bit of like bummer. Uh-huh. We were crying together. It was really hard. And then after that, I was like, again switching on to yeah. the way I dealt with my dad. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, "There's no point sitting there crying now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "The only one way, if we want a baby, we just need to keep trying again." Uh-huh. So we started trying again, and then. Nothing was happening, and we had the two-year mark. Mm-hmm. I went to speak with GP, because GP was aware that we had this issue. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing a checkup. So first we checked Zaz, because mm-hmm. it's the easiest to check the man's sperm, then mm-hmm. checking the woman. Mm-hmm. And so then you said, it's your fault. Yes. <laughs> so we checked him, and then we got... Uh, we were waiting for results, because I think results you need to wait for like a week or two or something. Mm-hmm. And I bought... Because I spent a lot of money on pregnancy tests over the two years. Because I was buying like all the yeah, best. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was always yeah. ridiculous. And then I ordered like a pack of 20 of them from eBay for like two pounds. Mm-hmm. So they came through in the post. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to pee on it. Because, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, that's what you did. Why not? Yeah. I peed on it. And it came out positive. It was two lines. And then we were still waiting at this point for Zaz's results. Uh-huh. And we're both like sitting there like, holy shit, we are pregnant again. But at this point, we're not crying. We're yeah, not yeah, yeah, even yeah. jumping. Because of what you've been through before. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. So then the next day, we got a phone call from GP saying the results. And she says, 
basically your numbers are really bad like half of your swimmers are dead <laughs> the, half of them the other half is like deformed uh-huh. and but the only good thing is that he has so much of it you still have <laughs> a good chance a good chance yeah so we were like, um, well, he says, my wife is pregnant, actually, we just found out. And she was like, well, good luck, but with these numbers, because if you can get pregnant with a bad sperm, uh-huh. and when that happens, the body attaches it, but then it loses after a few weeks. Uh, okay, because okay, okay. it's wrong. So if, uh-huh. you're gonna, if the body will carry on with the pregnancy, the baby will be disabled, basically. Oh, okay. That's why the body just naturally goes okay. through miscarriage. So she said, well, don't get excited uh-huh. because with all these numbers, she said there's a, a high risk of you going through miscarriage. Okay. That's why we were like, well, okay, let's just take it easy. And then at the 12 week scan, we saw that he was okay. And that's when we cried. That's when we were happy. Okay. We were like, oh my God, this is happening. So, so uh, kind of a funny question. <clears throat> After going through that and seeing how, in a sense, how difficult it is to get pregnant, do, yes. you, so- do you sometimes laugh when um, people say, oh, like have sex and then they're pregnant. Yes, <laughs> you would not believe how many people are coming to me like, Janina, oh my God, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh my, it's a fantastic. No, I didn't even plan. <laughs> like Alex's brother got pregnant right after us uh-huh. and he was wearing a condom and they still got pregnant. I was like, what the hell? And I was like, oh yeah, I was so angry. I was like, this is just bullshit. So, yeah. But he, the boy is born now, Alex. What's his name? Zachary Alexander. Zachary. Yes. How old is he now? He's now 15 months, almost. So. A bundle of joy? Yes, he's good. He's good fun. Yeah. How, how's being a mother? Uh, it's how's awesome. It? Yeah? Yeah. You glad? Um, I didn't, I, I will be honest, I, I wasn't enjoying it at the beginning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because... Um, it's difficult. You haven't been through it. You, yeah, it was really <laughs> difficult. And I put so much weight on as well. I was really struggling <laughs> with that. And then I was struggling with the fact that I didn't really had any family around me to help me around. Like I had my brothers, Uh uh but I didn't have anyone else to support me. So Uh then your wife, Shona, Uh she honestly, Shona was my rock. She was like, we were going, which I remember I was so upset about, I don't know what I was upset about. It was just hormones. And Shona came over and she said, let's go for a cup of coffee. And just having a cup of coffee with Shona and it was in... Ford Shopping Center. Uh-huh. It was like honestly meant so much to me. Okay. I felt okay. so much better. So, in a way, because I had Shona with me, mm-hmm. that really, really helped cope with everything. Yeah. And, and yeah, with it, you know, months passed, and then I felt more comfortable. And yeah, and I understand you guys all did um, bump, buggy pump, buggy yeah, pump. with fitness. So yeah. yeah, because obviously Shona knew how I was upset about yeah, my yeah, weight yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we. We were going for a walk in the park, and I think Shona mentioned something that we should just go for runs sometimes uh-huh. with the prams. Uh-huh. And then we found this buggy pump guy uh-huh. just doing the workout. So I'm like, oh my god! So we signed up for that. Um, it's just uh, a fitness that you do fitness exercises, but you uh-huh. do with the pram. Uh-huh. So you get together outside, go outside of the flat, uh-huh. and then do the stuff. Uh-huh. And that way, I start losing weight. Okay, so before we wrap things up, right? What what is your kind of goals for the future then having been through everything you've been through um, and being at what you are now obviously everything is happy you got a house together yes. you got a kid you're married yes. what's what's next what's next and um, next is i think stability i just what? want stability okay so next i do want to go study 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to get education, like proper education, mm-hmm. that I can mm-hmm. get a job. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm thinking to go into childcare because I know that that's a stable job that you can always work, and I would There's be around. There will they'll always be children. So yeah, yeah. And <laughs> exactly, and would be the job around Zach going to school, so uh-huh. it would be around his hours, uh-huh. you know, so uh-huh. I wouldn't uh-huh. be away of yeah, yeah, from yeah, him yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. So yeah, I just want to do that and just kind of get into a stable position where I can just enjoy everything because uh-huh. now. I went through so much. Uh-huh. It happened everything so quickly, one after the other. That and uh-huh. now I just want to stop and enjoy what I have. So. Okay. Yes. So Janina Byerman. Yes. Thank William. you. Thank you for being here. You're very welcome. As, it's very honestly, uh, I've, I haven't. I said very little because I wanted it to be all about you, and I was just fascinated by Thank your stories you. and getting to know you, getting to know about your life. From childhood to all the way. That's a crazy story, isn't it? Yes. Amazing, man. Thanks for coming, coming, man. That's what it's about. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. All right? Cool. Thanks. Thanks Well, bye. Bye.